Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name is TJ Davis, alongside my constant compatriot, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you tonight, Night Emily? Because I'm guessing that's what it is. I am good. I am good. It's supposed to be a creepy whisper. Okay. Yeah. My name's TJ. I'm Night TJ, which is the same as Day TJ. Only drunker. <laughs> Yay! I think. All right. Uh, so we, we've we've killed some time with a uh, Rick and Morty reference. Shall we get into beer number one today? Oh fuck it, man! I forgot to do. Welcome to episode sixty-five, Pumpkin Party. It is our basic bitch PSL fucking episode. <laughs> Boom for fall. <laughs> Also, we didn't know what to drink, and it was like, fuck it, we're going to do these. <laughs> yeah, I think this is our first time doing a fucking pumpkin episode. I fucking pumpkin, kid. I'm fairly certain this is our first time doing a fucking pumpkin episode, kid. All right. Ask about our layaway plan for people. In there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the good old Jack Chop. I it's still you love. the fattest dude in Revere. oh my god i love it so much well i still love it that's like an adam green short film because i don't know if he's done it the last couple of years but for like the last 20 years he's made halloween centric short films so like you know good on him holliston massachusetts own adam green yeah kid yeah kid (laughs) all right joe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shall we get into beer number one? Beer Shall number one be. today comes to us from Lone Pine Brewing Company out of Portland, Maine. It's Pumpkin Party. It's a pumpkin ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. It's a 4.2%, so this might be a short episode. In three, two, one, go. Didn't even spray myself in the face. Looks about like you'd expect. I mean, it looks like a pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a bad thing. And no, we're not doing cinnamon sugar rims because we are fucking lazy and this is not a restaurant. Yeah. And also, that's mostly because Shipyard needs the help. Yeah, I mean, aren't they one of the originators of, like, the rimmed? Yes. Um, They are, okay. Uh, I'm not just talking out of my ass. I know some things. Yeah, once in a while. The opacity on this is actually more than I expected it to be. Like, this is pretty fucking opaque. Yeah. No, it's definitely not easy to see through, and... Honestly, man, I'm not going to lie. I like a pumpkin beer now and again, especially so if it's good like this. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is extremely drinkable. It's not overly sweet. It's not overly spiced. It still tastes like a fucking beer, but like with pumpkin spices in it. And yeah, no, I, I actually 
I kind of dig this. It's not my favorite pumpkin ale. I do have a favorite pumpkin ale. Emily, do you know what my favorite pumpkin ale is? Um. No, it's not pumpkin. Um. Is it that Southern Tier pumpkin stout thing? Oh, I do like the Warlock, but I, I like their um pumpkin Imperial more. pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is something that I could, I mean, shit, back when I was working in Boston and hitting up South Station before riding the commuter rail out of town, uh, I fucking fall time, as long as they had pumpkin on tap, I was drinking that at, um, what is it, the tits in South Station? Yeah, I think so. Man, I haven't had pumpkin in fucking years. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I've had pumpkin in years, but... It makes me wonder given, if it would hold up as well. Well, like, given... Uh, yeah, I'm curious about that. But, like, given how hit or miss, like, Lone Pine tends to be, I'm, like, really impressed with this. Like, this is a f- fucking super solid pumpkin ale. Yeah, and, like, one of the things I would say that this has over something like pumpkin is that this It's only is... a 4.4, 4. Yeah, 4.2, 4.2, instead of, like, an 8. <laughs> Or more, I can't remember exactly, but like it's a four point two, and like I mean, this is this is pretty fucking crushable. Yeah, no, I like that's why I immediately said this might be a shorter episode because this is probably going to be something that gets knocked back pretty easily. Glug 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 glug. <laughs> drink 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 went the trolley. Oh god! Drink 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 went the bell. <laughs> <laughs> um no no that that's not right drink 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 with the tj eh eh feels like i'm just trying to force it now huh c minus d plus yeah <laughs> all right do you want to um start us on our beer talk while i uh make a cedar screw related text Okay. Check uh, out our other podcasts. See it or screw it. Yeah, we talk about movies like more than we do on here because here it's like mo- beer and pop culture in general. That that's like all movies. Anyway, mm-hmm. and we're also launching Shocktober at the beginning of next month as a Shocktober. Shocktober. Yeah, you you sound better than I do, but that's really not that much of a challenge. All right, so beer. Oh, I also yeah, have a deeper the, voice. Yeah, well, this is this is the beer podcast. So let's talk about some beer. Um, so had a couple of things from Modest Man. I'm continuing to explore their stuff. Uh, I don't know what the hell is actually in this one, but this one is Revolutionary Volume One. It is a Dippa in at eight point five percent, and it just says experimental series. Um, I so I don't know what the fucking hops are or anything, but Give like I more. thought this was solid. Um, I th- we both gave this a four point two five. Like I thought that was it was honestly a pretty solid IPA. Um, and since he's doing that, I'll just do the next one too. So we had another modest man. Also a Dippa. This one Mega was called Dream Mega State. 
indeed. It is a collaboration with Kettlehead, who I've also been really liking lately. Um, also, man, modest man, like, give us more data in your fucking untaps. Like, I can't remember every fucking thing that is in a thing, and I don't think that your cans actually told us the fuck's yeah, actually in it. I don't think so either, but honestly, like, their like, cans are usually pretty stark, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, otherwise, other than the like rad ass art that they have on there, but yeah, they don't have yeah. a lot of words on them. But like, uh, this one, um, so again, nine percent. Didn't taste like a 9%. Nope. And, like, between Modest Man and Kettlehead, like, holy shit, man, this was fucking awesome. I gave this a 4.5. Yeah, we, we both gave that a 4.5. That was that was really fucking solid. I wish we yeah. had more about it to tell you, but um, this is, you know, from the night that we went to a Labor Day party where I'm currently living. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a definitive brewing hard seltzer. It's their prickly pear and raspberry lightning water. And honestly, man, like as a seltzer, I really didn't think it was bad. No, it's really not bad. I mean, I don't know that I'm ever going to rate a seltzer. Well, unless it's like a fucking smoothie style seltzer, but uh, I don't know that I'm ever going to rate it like as high as I would most beers. But like I gave that a four happily like that yeah, was absolutely. solid as fuck. I mean, it, it, I do agree with our like description in there that it was reminiscent of like Aqua Fresca. Mm hmm. Very much so. And, like, it definitely worked for me. Like, it wasn't, it it didn't have anything gross about it. Yeah, no, it, I, like, I appreciate that there are seltzers that, you know, like, there are some seltzers, there's kind of different schools of thought on seltzer. Um, it seems to me that brands usually either go with, like, it's legitimately just like a seltzer with alcohol. So like the really the only calories you're getting are from the alcohol itself. Like it's basically like you took, you know, LaCroix or Polar or whatever and just like mixed it with vodka or something, mm -hmm. um, which I tend to like that kind of style. Most seltzers seem to err on the side of uh, having some level of sweetness to them which either means you're going to have more calories like you do in something like the definitive or, um, you know, really amp it up and go for like a smoothie style. The other option is you use an artificial sweetener, cough, cough, truly cough, cough. Um, mm -hmm. And that gets a bit, especially when you're mixing it with like, if you're mixing it with nat more natural flavors, I find that I it's a bit more tolerable to me. Um, but if you're mixing it with like artificial flavors on top of it, like it just tastes like a bunch of fucking chemicals. And I am I am not not interested in in that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I will drink it, but I would actually like honestly give me the fucking calories over like you know, load it with loading it with chemicals. So, you know, um this one i thought was not 
again not as intense as most of, of like the as the smoothie style ones but it didn't have the like grossness that a lot of the artificial sweetener ones do yeah absolutely <laughs> so yeah kind of like a goldilocks seltzer i would definitely try more of them yeah if you're looking for a seltzer that's like not, not as high calorie and not garbage then yeah, yeah. I don't know where you're going to find it other than definitive because I don't think I've ever seen it in a store yet. But well, I've never seen you know. it in a store yet. But although next time we're definitive, we'll have to grab their other seltzer so we can try that one too. Although this one sounded like it was the more interesting one. Yeah, I mean, prickly pear and raspberry—it's kind of hard to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, fruity things. Consider continuing on with fruity things. Uh. Man, it has been a fucking while. We had a Grimm for the first time in a while. Uh, Grimm is from Brooklyn. Also, didn't realize they're in Brooklyn. Need to find them next time I'm there. If I, I assume I'll go back someday. Um, this is one of their pop series, which is a sour, a fruited sour series. Also hopped sour. Um, but this one was piña pop. So, piña pop. So it's a pina colada inspired pop beer with do, half do a ton like of. Do you like pina coladas and getting lost getting, in the rain? Yeah. yeah. If you're not into yoga and have half a brain. Stop it! You're gonna make me want to watch Guardians. Anyway. Do you like um, making love at midnight <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the yes. dunes of the Cape? Yes. Um. I mean, who doesn't? You, you like making love at midnight on the dunes of the Cape? Doesn't the sand just like get everywhere? Like everywhere. Why you bring a blanket, dipshit? Hello. <laughs> like a large say, blanket. The song doesn't say on a blanket on the dunes of the Cape. Look, 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 look. You're, it's not actually specifying like the, the the parameters of yeah. Anyway, um, so this one is. A half a ton of coast toasted coconut and an obscene amount of pineapple, milk sugar, Tahitian vanilla, and a final dose of cashmere dry hops amp the coconut aromatics and transform this pop into sour candy juice. Yeah, I got a little weird at the, at the end there. Anyway, I don't know. Solid. Um, honestly, I don't think I've had anything from Grimm's pop series that I straight up haven't liked. This was no exception. I mean, it's not like, holy shit, this is the best beer I've ever had, but it's a solid 4.25. Yeah, definitely a solid 4.25. Like, I had no qualms with it. I thought it was tasty. Um, It was definitely nice to have it on tap. Yeah. Uh, shout out to The Avenue. Um, I mean... Can, can, for that neighborhood, you're actually one of the better beer places these days, which... Uh, for that neighborhood, you're absolutely the best beer place. Yeah, uh, they have... I don't know what the next closest good beer place is from there. That's a good That's a good point. Oh, God. Tits, maybe? Maybe. Tits doesn't actually have a terrible... I mean, same kind of concept. Like, they don't... They don't have an absolutely awful tap selection. Like, they actually have a fair number of taps. So does the Avenue... It's just that most of them aren't wildly exciting. So yeah, eh? it's like going to the yard house. But hey, I've heard that uh, Beat Brew Hall sucks dick these days. Wow, the Beat Brew Hall sucks dick, you say? Yeah. 
man, I'm going to have to go there. Well, like, like sucks even more dick than they used to. Like, like before it just used to be like shitty management, but now it's like, now it's shitty beer and shitty management. Yeah. Now, now I'm guessing it's shitty beer and shitty management. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Check them out or don't in Harvard square. Honestly, if you're going to check out any of their other fucking places, go uh, go to their taco joint that I can't remember the name of. Oh, uh, fuck. It's, it's not the Beehive. The Beehive is their other joint. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the place tacos. with the name and the thing. Uh, tacos. As long as, like, Chef Colton is still there, like, go check him out because dude's a good chef. Sweet shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Av. It's a decent place. Uh whatever they still have like their fucking wing and burger deals on like nights of the week. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I think they serve food for pretty late. I mean, they kind of they seem to have sort of stepped up and filled the the part of the role that Sunset used to fill, because Sunset was open late had late night food Mm -hmm. it just had like a way better tap list but they also had 112 taps so yeah Yeah. uh and apparently a monster for an owner yeah like like i heard stories from people that i'd worked with that had worked there and the stories i heard were like yeah he stole my keys while i was working and went and broke into my apartment good lord that's like that's worse than like your generic like my boss sucks stories. That's like my boss oh, no, should that, be in that, fucking that was... prison stories. I think that's one of the reasons why Sunset had to close. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, there... speaking of depressing news, did did you see on Greg's Facebook him posting the uh, proposition for demolition of the Middle East? Not not like him posting it, but he took a picture of it from like the window of the Middle East, and it's like that that hurts my soul. Same. Um, we got to go to yeah, Mortis again before they close. <laughs> he didn't. He I okay. I didn't see it because Greg hasn't friended me on Facebook. You jackass. Um, oh, he doesn't listen to the show. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. But somebody, maybe somebody, can pass on the message that I said, "You jackass." Anyway, um, that I'm I'm not surprised. Like I I I remember hearing that they were planning, they were potentially having a deal go through to like turn it into more of like a destination with like a hotel and shit. Mm-hmm. And I. <sighs> I hadn't really thought about it. I guess I kind of assumed that maybe they were going to try to, I don't know, add above. But like, if you're going to oh, build no. a taller I... structure, you'd have to demolish. Yeah. Well, plus like you might be you... able to save the basement. I, I, I used to work there briefly. Yeah, it, we all know. It was one of those like you know bucket list checkoff things, and I'm glad that I was able to do when I was able to do it, but. The bones of that building are shit. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, you might be able to save downstairs, mostly because, you know, you could just fucking leave that uh, that section of the foundation. Um, and, you know, I would imagine it needs, that like, the port... like, all new piping and shit, too, though, dude. 
Oh, like, yeah. like well, you, you, yeah, you, but you could still, you could still, you, you, you could still get it down to shell condition, and it might still be easier than pouring new foundation in that area. I don't know. You weren't there. Well, no, they'd have to pour new foundation because of whatever they end up putting on top of it to support it. But yeah. you weren't there for any. Thankfully, I wasn't there for any of the um, shit apocalypses. Oh God! Uh, no, we. I think were we there one night? It. We just didn't use the bathrooms. Oh, that's right. We were there one night for a shit apocalypse, but we yeah. used bathrooms in Sonia instead. <laughs> yeah, because we're not dumbasses. Uh. Actually, I think they. I actually believe they. They straight up just closed the fucking downstairs bathrooms and were directing everybody up to Sonia. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I don't think. I don't think it was Sonia. I think it was upstairs. I think it, it was, was the Sonya. bathrooms. Was it? Yeah. Huh. They, they put us up the stairs from the downstairs into the upstairs and then through the door into Sonia. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fucking maze in there, man. Oh, it really is. I'm uh, like, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with it. Like, they keep on saying, we're going to do a, a club on the, like, club in the basement and shops on the first floor and then hotels above that and it's like eh, all right whatever yeah i mean you're losing all of the fucking character of the place but you know go off king um <laughs> like seriously it's just i don't know i'm i know change is inevitable but like the middle east feels like such a fucking institution and it's like I mean, yeah, it's not like an ideal building, but like uh, it's, it's a shithole it's, building, but it has it's, so much vibe. It has so much vibe. It has so much history. I mean, I think that like the issues in it would be fixable, but I'm honestly like based on based on stuff that's, you know, based on the pandemic, based on real estate prices and shit. I'm honestly not wildly surprised that they're doing this. Yeah. I mean, um, plus the satyrs are all getting old. Like they don't yeah. want to fucking deal with this shit anymore. And I feel like they would have. Yeah, I think they probably feel like this is, you know, this is an investment that will pay off for them because in its current form, it's the building's just going to continue to depreciate in value. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that dumping a bunch of money into it to fix it would really pay off in the long term. Yes, it might, but. I mean, again, it's an institution. Like, you know that everybody, like, people are going to fucking go there, period. Uh, like, from the I first time that I went to a show at the Middle East, like, I'm talking back when I was, like, 17, 18 years old. Oh, yeah. It was like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do here, but I want to work here at some point in my life. And I was able to, like, check that box off, you know? Yeah. No, that, it, again, it's like, it's such a part of, the fabric of this of this area i don't know um and there's a lack of like rock clubs post pandemic like yeah, yeah paradise still the paradise uh fucking brighton music hall lasted mm -hmm. but like other than those in the middle east there's not a whole lot that's left I know it's horrifically depressing. Like I don't know. It's just again, there, there's really a huge difference to me between you know, like 
it's just that the new venues just have no no fucking soul to them and most of them are just like i don't know hot garbage on wheels like i still haven't been to big night live and i it's very much like the that the house of blues i will not go there unless it's some act that i'm like desperate to see yeah because like same thing with if Road nothing Runner. else as as a person who is still an idiot smoker uh no no uh no smoking and no re-entry mm-hmm. is kind of a death knell i mean cough cough palladium cough cough you used to have a fucking smoking area mm-hmm. um but plus like what's also true, more I'm insulting like, i'm like pushing ve- 40 like if i want to go outside and smoke a cigarette just let me go outside and smoke a cigarette i'm not gonna go outside and like shoot up right in front of the fucking place like yeah like, like I, nobody's I don't, I don't that dumb it. dude like you if you were gonna like take a bunch of drugs you would have done it before you went in the first time yeah trust me <laughs> uh allegedly um actually i can't really say that i've particularly done that but you know i i'm not i'm a, not an idiot and i think can think logically anyway um the other thing that really pisses me off about uh house of blues and big night live is their you can't bring lighters into our venue thing like yeah. okay so i not only can i not smoke the entire time i'm here I can't even do it when I get out. Like, yeah. that's basically what you're saying to me. You're saying, go fuck yourself. You have to go find a convenience store to buy a fucking lighter. You can bring your cigarettes in, but you can't bring a lighter. Are you shitting me? There's no way. Because, like, I'm sure matches would be worse, right? Matches have to be worse. I, I would guess so. But, like, you, you know how you could keep people from, like, smoking inside? Let them reenter. Let them. Yeah. I mean, most venues do that. It's not a fucking hard concept. Most of them don't have a lot of issues with it. Like, no, I miss the I old days of before before the House of Blues. It was Avalon, and you used to be able to smoke out well, the back it wasn't door. Just Avalon. Oh yes, no, it was Axis. Avalon. No, it was all. It was. It was. So. How, the House of Blues complex, because it does have like that, you know, separate bar and shit. Mm-hmm. All of that was part of five. There were five separate venues that were all that were all connected by doors, at least in one spot. So, I mean, you had to kind of snake around the building, but like you could go to you used to be able to go to all five places for one cover. Oh, and then they so was it, it all like Mamakin, Avalon, Axis, Bill's Bar, and what am I forgetting? Oh, fuck me. What the hell was the... Uh, like, there was one that I went to like a mod night at one time. Jesus Christ. I was probably like 19 when that when that was a thing. Um, oh, really? Because I feel like I went to a mod night one time. Yeah, I definitely I definitely went to like a mod night one time. Um, fuck, I can't. Uh, Whatever. I don't know, maybe it'll come to me later. But yeah, it was five venues. It got turned into the House of Blues and lost all of its soul. Actually, I really appreciated that, like, so when the House of Blues... So I think when the House of Blues first opened, they had closed the smoking area entirely. And then at least briefly, they reopened it. Mm -hmm. Don't you remember when we went to... uh, 
the Offspring Smash Anniversary Tour. That was, oh, the smoking yeah. area was open, but feed. I think it was for Feed Me too, and mm-hmm. now it's closed again. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that it's a pain in the ass, but like, dude, just fucking hire more people. That's not really my problem. Your ticket prices are high enough that you can afford to fucking pay extra people so I could smoke. And like, I think the reason they kept on shutting it down was people were smoking marijuana out there, and it's like, um. You realize Hi, it's legal this in this state, right? Yeah, right. Like, eat shit, dude. And eat if you my had like, ass. if you had people like smoking meth out there, then I could understand. Like, no, we don't really want that here. Nobody's but if somebody lights that. up a dube out there, then what the fuck ever? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck ever, indeed. All right, let's get back to some beer talk before we finish these beers and uh, take beer? a commercial break. Uh, What's beer? I've never heard of that before. It's like this beverage that's like lightly carbonated, lightly fermented, so it has a little bit of an alcohol content and tastes delicious. Oh, fucking sign me up. Yeah, sort of like uh, Everything Flows from Finback Brewery. Jesus Christ, how fucking old was this thing? Because we drank this out of your fridge, right? You missed a couple check-ins. Oh. But, yeah. Keep going. Um, That's fine. I'll go back to him. No, because didn't we? No, we didn't do. We we, we had we had fizzy rocks and oh, Aphrodite yeah. number five. Oh yeah, as episode beers, jackass. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So everything flows was a ten point one percent sour ale. I don't have any other data about that other than oh, yeah. I liked it less than Emily did. But it's I, fine. you know, um. So, you know what that was, is uh, we were doing a little bit of, let's drink some of the crap that Emily's been cellaring for probably way too long. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. So that was in a glass bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and it would had been cellaring for literally years. Uh, I... I So I gave this a 4.25. Um, I would guess that I... I pushed it past the point that it should have been cellared. Uh, yeah, I gave it a four. I didn't think it was as enjoyable. Doodle. Um, I mean, look, man, at least it's still fucking drinkable, unlike some of the stuff that gets cellared. So, you know, if it lost a little bit of pizzazz, that that that's that's kind of like a better outcome. Uh, speaking of things that I have cellared for some indeterminate amount of time, but definitely less time for this one. Uh. Ruby Blues Day from Springdale. It is listed on here as a wild. Um, Springdale's out of Framingham. They are the other half of Jack's Abbey, in case you didn't know. Uh, this one is a 6.2% ABV oak-aged ale with blueberries and rhubarb. And as a fan of rhubarb, you know, I was I was cool with it. Like it's not like a fu- it's not like mind-blowing, but like, yeah, I thought it deserved the 4.25. Like Apparently, it got better with age for you, because looking back, you first had it with Chris in 2018, and you gave it a four then, and now, uh, after fucking I would guess asshole, probably turn off your that, goddamn alarm. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's, I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, 
listeners enjoy I don't know the if sounds you, your of... listener can hear that but i hear it god damn it i don't know i can hear that kind of shit on well there's your problem so i'm gonna hazard a guess that yes you can hear that um yeah. <laughs> so so you probably you, out... you probably let this thing age for like four years and i would guess three i think that this is one that came to me after i moved here it's oh point. okay so it can only that means that it's Lim- it's limited in how old it can be. Oh, I was just figuring that you had it, that you got like a bottle of it when you had it. No. No, I didn't. Okay. Cool. No, I think that was a, I think that was a birthday gift. Yeah, housewarming present, birthday gift. I never actually did a housewarming party. Be like, yeah, who wants to have a housewarming party for me after I've been living here for like four years? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. I mean, I could. I feel like I could just have a party and be like, just because party. Who wants to have a fucking party party? Hey, yeah, doesn't like, everybody like Emily's not? parties party? I mean, I don't have the mo- world's most exciting parties, but everybody enjoys them, so fuck it. I mean, usually it's a collection of cool people hanging out. And you know, I like that kind cool of party. Shit. Yeah, Yeah, like drinking beers and maybe playing some games. Yeah, at least once, you know, all the non-game playing people leave. Or, I don't know. Man, it would be real fun to, like, drag out Cards Against Humanity while my mom's still here. Oh, man, what if both my parents were still here? That would be amusing. That would be fucking hilarious. Like, I've played Cards Against Humanity with my mother. Actually, no. I think I've played Cards Against Humanity with her. I've definitely played Joking Hazard with her, and she was, like, wiping the floor with us. Oh, yeah. Man, I had to go back I to don't my think grandmother's she, I don't and, think like, you grab played out. with us. I, I'm just thinking, like, I got to go back to my grandmother's and, like, grab out more of my games. Yeah, Joking Hazard, I kind of miss. Yeah, it's been a while. Honestly. It's been, yeah. like, a hot minute. Sure has, man. Good buddy. Uh... My good chum. Um, while I'm sw- trying to guzzle the rest of this beer. Uh, oh, yeah, because I'm already I, feeling like uh, commercial yeah. break time. That's yeah, yeah, me. everybody knows, DJ. And, you know, I'm actually keeping up with you. Um, so I got to go check out Flying Embers Social Club. For those of you who don't know, Flying Embers is a uh, primarily seltzer and kombucha, hard kombucha company um, that I think was founded in, ooh, I can't remember which fucking city, but uh, fucking Southern California somewhere. But Ventura. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Is that the valley? I think that's the valley. That's the anyway. valley. Anyway. Uh, so, Flying Embers has a social club in Boston. And it's actually a super rad space. I highly recommend checking it out if you guys have any interest. Um, It's got like a cool outdoor patio area that they have like live music at, but like the inside space is rad as fuck. Like it's one of those like old industrial buildings that like either would have been turned into like some kind of fancy artist loft or like this. Um, Rad. Yeah, it's it's really cool and i like which is surprising given um it's and it's not i don't feel it doesn't feel bad 
when you're there, it's a, it's a little closer to mass and cast than I'd like, but you know. Ah, uh, all right. So that's where it's over near. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I was trying to figure uh, out where it was over near. So like it's in it's in it's 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 in Roxbury, but like it's a I mean it's a good it, I would say it's a good solid you know handful like handful of blocks from Mass and Cast, but that's you know so, sort of like uh, where Section Seventeen used to be. Kind of, yeah, actually, okay. like kind of that area. I think um, I know exactly what you're talking about then. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cool. And they have a fucking parking lot, folks, if you oh, drive rad. cars. And like, honestly, the far, the part. So the night that I went, the parking lot was full, but there was like a massive fuck ton of free street parking. So it's like, awesome. Yeah. No, definitely worth going there and hanging out. Uh, definitely had like a cool area for like games and like loungy shit and stuff. And when I was at Flying so Flying Ember's Social Club, I got to try a few different things. Um, they had, I did have a seltzer. The seltzer I had was the guava jalapeno, which I had not had before. Um, I've had the watermelon chili, but not that one. This was a massive improvement over the uh, watermelon chili. I mean, okay, massive might be the wrong word, but it was definitely an improvement over watermelon chili. Um, guava jalapeno had you know, a little bit more heat to it. It definitely mm-hmm. had, um, like, I don't know, some pepper flavor. The guava was nice. It was quite drinkable. Like, honestly, when it comes to, like, uh, seltzer brands that you could find a lot of places, I highly recommend Flying Embers, personally. Like, watermelon chilies in most of the packs, and it's not ideal, but, like, it's not... It's not as bad as most of the Trulies I've had. So, like, you could do a hell of a lot worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, like, honestly, the... the I think we've talked about it before, but, like, I, I, I like the Black Cherry Rose and the Passion Fruit Elderflower quite a bit, so... Um, but, but, when upon going there, I discovered that Flying Embers actually makes beer. Not much, Rat. but they do. Um, it's not particularly good beer. I don't, I don't have a name. <laughs> I didn't check it. I didn't check. Okay. I didn't check it in and I don't have a name on it, but the stout that they have on tab that literally just said fucking stout, um, was actually not bad. Like I would say it was a totally competently made like Irish style stout. Cool. So like totally fine. I, I got the Katarina Sour Project Cran Ginger, which is a shocker sour. Wow. Huh. Well, why would they call it that? Let, let me guess. Next, you're going to tell me it has cranberry and ginger. <laughs> yeah. Pours a vibrant rose with an effervescent pink head. The mild aroma of ginger complements but does not overpower earthy tartness of the native Massachusetts cranberries provide the beer. The cranberries provide a pleasant tartness without overwhelming the palate, making it a refreshingly easy drink to drink sour at 6%. Man, I love reading things in like, I'm a good ass announcer, hi, hire me kind of voice. Uh, did, did This beer, this is more of an ironic use of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt real bad giving it like a super, super low rating. So, you know, and it was like, okay, again, for a basic Berliner, 
reasonably competently executed, but like I gave it a 3.5. That should tell you enough. Its average is a 3.18, but that's also over 28 fucking check-ins. I'm guessing that this was brewed specifically at Massachusetts. And I'm wondering if like a lot of the people there were like, oh, let me try a sour beer because I really like hard kombucha. Ew, this tastes gross. I'm going to check this <laughs> in at like a 0.25. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I, I haven't looked through the ratings, but I'm not going to, I'm going to guess that there's some of that going on. So, um, I mean, 3.5 is pretty accurate though. Uh, if you go to Flying Embers, I would say stick with the, the stouts. The stouts worth a try. The seltzers worth definitely worth a try. Uh, I don't know. I've ne- I like. I haven't gotten myself to try the hard kombucha because I just don't fucking like kombucha. No, I feel you, buddy. I, I like I like a lot of funky stuff, but kombucha's never done it for me. I don't know, it, man. It's like it's drinking like vinegar. Some, yeah, it, that's, it's like the, drinking... that's what it is. It's too vinegary. It's literally what it is, dude. It's fucking acetic acid. Oh. Like it's literally like you. Why didn't the hell know do that? people yeah. do that? Because like, do people drink apple cider vinegar because it's good for you or some shit? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand Whoa. the logic behind it. As a person who has like studied a bunch of biochemistry, I don't fucking understand what your logic is here. It's like the same people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm doing like a like lemon or like grapefruit cleanse or whatever to like help detox my liver. It's like or like help detox. And it's like, dude, if you if you needed outside help to detox, you'd be in the fucking like uh, like detox in that way. Not like detox from drugs. Yeah. You'd be in the fucking hospital. Yeah. Uh, Your body does a real good job. Like if it, it didn't, mostly fucks you, up when you try and fuck die. it up. Um. Hey, my beer's empty. I think it's commercial Our, time. Uh, same. Uh, I, I I think it's commercial time. Um. Uh, anti ad number one today does not come to us from what anti ad always comes to us. Anti ad number one today comes to us from Goop and the rest of the goddamn idiots who follow people giving stupid fucking advice we're not going to give you advice on this show we're just going to tell you about beers that we like or dislike or other things that we like and dislike i mean we might um, give you advice from time to time we we, we try to stay away from life advice don't don't listen to people like gwyneth paltrow that they're insulated and for, and working an angle to get money out of you. Yeah. Well, I think that some of them actually like believe oh, their sure. snake oil works, but they're still snake oil salesmen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Auntie ad number two today comes to us from Zoom. Fuck you, Zoom. <laughs> That's it for that one. Uh, Emily, you got anything? I don't know. Pro ad, uh, Flo's Hot Dogs in Cape Natick, Maine. Still just as good. Really go go there and inhale a bunch of, a pile of the best hot dogs you've ever had. Order at least two. Yeah, I still need to go do that myself. Uh, Also a pro ad, because I'm not sure if we're going to do more beer talk after this, but 
even if we don't quick shout out to Dion's liquors in like Natick center ish. Uh, and Tom there who got wicked excited seeing us and was like, we got all these things. I really like this, 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 and this. So Tom, keep on doing you. You're adorable. <laughs> yeah. You rule dude. Um, but yeah, that they're not at, actually paying us. If they were, there would probably be better copy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Emily, you got anything else at the moment? Nah, I'm getting yelled at by a floofy black hole, so I think we should go take a break. Yeah, then we'll get back into stuff soon after this next cigarette. Woo! Boy, wasn't that a great cigarette break. Um, Hey, let's dip right into beer number two. Beer number two today comes to us from Exhibit A Brewing Company out of um, Framingham. Framingham. Yes. It is called Cake. <laughs> it's a pastry beer brewed with coffee and pumpkin spice coffee cake uh, in collaboration with Share Coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think there's anything I'm missing. Uh, each case of cake supports 72 square feet of local farmland. That's rad. And it's colored with turmeric extract. So this will be interesting to pour out. Oh, and it's also so I, I don't you didn't read the bottom description. This autumn ale is brewed with cinnamon and vanilla, pumpkin puree, pumpkin spice coffee cake from my grandma's of New England, along with daily driver coffee from Share Coffee Roasters. Bam! <laughs> Three, two, one, crack. Yeah, for anyone who's not encountered it, uh, my grandma's is kind of like Boston coffee cake, but I don't know. I guess not sold by as many teenagers in like clubs. Because I don't know if you guys had that shit at DS, but uh, the Reading Drama Club used to sell Boston coffee cakes. Nope. I mean, honestly, you could do worse for a fundraiser. I, I I'll take like a good ass coffee cake over some fucking wrapping paper or some shit. Oh, absolutely. I'm just trying to think back to my like high school days and if we had any fucking fundraisers. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you go to a super rich high school or whatever. I you know, I'm guessing we must have had some because that's how we pay for like prom and our school's our class gift or whatever the fuck shit things do. Oh, so you probably either I was just not active. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Actually, so this is uh this is pretty fucking solid. This is really fucking solid. Like this is not your typical, you know, pumpkin spice beer. Like this is don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the pumpkin party. But I like agree. this is For... something else, and I really exactly. enjoy it too. Like I I actually really appreciate uh don't get me wrong. I appreciate Pumpkin Party for actually being a a good 
like you know basic pumpkin beer mm-hmm. this yeah i and then you it's have like the places a, it's like that, a pastry ale yeah like it's like, very aley but it, it it definitely hits like a lot of pastry notes in it too and i really yes. like that I agree. Like, I I really appreciate the places that, like, kind of swing for the fences when it comes to styles. And, yeah, you get some misses in there, but you get a lot of hits. I mean, like, you know, the pumpkin spice profile works great in stuff like uh, browns, stouts, porters, that kind of shit. I've definitely had variations of pumpkin of all of those, and they, they all mostly work. Pumpkin IPA it feels like a thing that is more of a miss than a hit, but I've had ones that weren't bad. Oh, I would feel like a pumpkin IPA, you would just be losing whatever hot profile by adding in that spice mix. Yeah, you're. it's like, it's just, it's conflicting profiles. You can't do it. I mean. And like, if you're I doing like lighter hops, then. <clears throat> you're like losing the nuanced flavors of them and just yeah, spending I mean, a bunch of money on like Vic's secret <laughs> and you're not going to be able to taste the Vic's secret. Yeah. No, I mean it like that, that is a really, really like, I feel like you could find a balance there. It's just a hard thing to find this. However, like again, this isn't even, I wouldn't even say this is quite swinging for the fences. This is like, I don't know, like swinging for, a double maybe a triple like you're not trying to get a fucking home run out of this shit like you're just like taking the basic pumpkin spice pumpkin ale whatever and tweaking it slightly like yeah this this like because like, coffee is like... a really strong flavor and you could definitely overpower the other flavors with it but like that's not happening here yeah it's not happening here like again i feel like you're getting that like yeasty breadiness of pastry as well while you're drinking it which... yeah like i get the i mostly get the coffee up front and then like the back end is like all i i'm mo- the back end for me is mostly like the pastry and the pumpkin spice yeah like it's again it's impressive when you have coffee that's good enough to come through somewhere but isn't present through the whole thing that's impressive as hell to me i mean Uh, i would have to guess it's probably like a blonde roast possible but it's definitely not it's not cheap shit coffee it's just not oh no it's not cheap shit coffee (laughs) not in any way shape or form yeah it's not like black as night the way i like my fucking coffee but yeah you know well i like my coffee night well that's what i like to do with my my cold brew like if i if i'm drinking like black coffee i i want it so fucking strong i can stand a fucking spoon up in it but like i also appreciate sweet bullshit coffee i uh got myself a a vat of coffee from gourmet donuts earlier after finishing my pitch black super strong cold brew mm, nice mm. Uh, yep, i just swing to both ends of the spectrum i am coffee flexible <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i like mine dark and strong but always yeah. iced yeah also i've now had like two people in the last week be like 
I iced coffee is weird to me, and I'm like, you're weird to me. Oh, and that's weird to me too. But then I mean, again, again, I I remember being like fucking. When was I doing kung fu? Like fifteen in Virginia and going to a dunks in Virginia and just like spouting out my usual order that I spout up out up here. And at that and time, they look at you was, with six heads. Well, I mean, first off, I said it too fast. Uh, well. <laughs> Second, they don't stock on iced coffee. It was you want coffee with some ice in it. Yeah. Um. In so because my order back then was um. French medium, vanilla extra extra. Wait, medium ice French vanilla extra extra. <laughs> Chump. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all started there, so I'm I, yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still gonna give you shit though because it's fun. Um, no, I remember being in Memphis, like ugh, I don't know, eight, 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 seven, seven ish. I don't know something seven eight years ago, something like that. Um, and I think it was like one of the first dunks in Memphis that I was like I was doing full decaf at the time and. I was like, uh, you know, large iced half, you know, large iced decaf, you know, skimming sugar or whatever. And they were like, uh, we don't have decaf iced. I mean, it was, their, their, their accent's not that strong, but they, they didn't have decaf iced. So I just got like a smaller, like regular iced because I would rather I would rather run the risk of too much caffeine than get hot coffee. <laughs> yeah, but like, I feel a, that. But, um okay so like uh, you know funny thing about that is you know for those of you who don't know i mean considering most people who listen to this are probably new englanders yourselves you probably are familiar with the fact that we all drink iced coffee like no matter how cold it is like i will i will deem to drink hot coffee outside of certain strict parameters in when it's like below 10 degrees that's about it other than that it's like diners and maybe like i don't know a latte that sounds way better hot than iced, but that's about it. Um, yeah, I mean, even diners like if a diner has iced coffee, they usually they often don't. They often don't though. Oh, um, that well, yeah, okay. Is it just First like off, all the diners of... that I go to, then although yeah, a usually of... iced coffee isn't unlimited in diners. That's exactly the part of it too. Is like if you want to be able to guzzle that shit, then like go hot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 also just part of the whole aesthetic of diner is fucking hot coffee that I'm, you know, mixing those stupid creamer things into. Um, Why well, I miss the days when I could go to the Bickfords in Dedham and get an omelet at 2 a.m. while sitting there smoking and just knocking back coffee. <laughs> same, but Woburn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hard same. Went there after my prom. Even it's like, yeah, I'm in a fucking, I'm in a fucking beaded dress. I don't give a shit. Give me my fucking strawberry festival waffle. Mm. Oh yeah, I was, I was all in on that <sighs> shit. Um, or like being super high and going in and getting like, I don't know, like a like a cookies and cream frap with like extra whipped cream or some shit and just being like hey this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> uh but yeah apparently like new englanders being iced coffee drinkers over hot coffee is a phenomenon that either started with uh xers or millennials because like the boomers that i know my parents included who are from 
New England are like mostly hot coffee drinkers. I think that like nobody thought to put it on ice for a long time. Like, what if we let this thing cool and then add some ice to it? Right. Yeah. Like we figured out how to do that with tea a long time ago, folks. Why? Why was this a hard concept? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, I actually got the same thing of like, oh, the although the only cold. way the, the only way that my grandmother drinks her coffee these days is iced, which is why I when also... I was living with her, I set her up with two uh, cold brew setups so that she could rotate out and always have iced coffee. There you go. Yeah, I. uh Apparently, iced coffee isn't really a thing in Ireland either, which I, I mean, or at least it isn't for Irish people. I feel like I got some if I was there, but I was like, really? And it's like, oh, the coffee's cold? Yeah, the coffee's fucking cold. It's always cold. I cold brew it. That's literally in the name. <laughs> I mean, Jesus if he doesn't Christ. want it cold, like if he doesn't want it cold, just pour it into a cup and nuke it for a minute. I told him I could do that, and I'm like, I'm going to shame you, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> he also didn't drink it black, so I was like, oh, good. It gives me more chances to get rid of the, the moaning since I stopped doing, like, sweet shit at home. Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know what it was. Just, like, the older I got, like... I put less shit in my coffee until I put like no shit in my coffee every once I in mean, a while. Like I like a brewed flavor more than I yeah. like, like a syrup flavor, but like every once We're in a while I'm feeling a little frisky. I'll pop a pinky in my asshole. I mean, grab like some <laughs> sweetened coconut syrup. Well, excuse me while I bleach my brain. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, it's, it's it's funny how divisive it is because like it's like I, I mean i i would consider myself mostly coffee agnostic like if i if i have a choice between hot coffee or no coffee i'm picking hot coffee oh yeah like if it's hot it's coffee or no coffee. coffee it's hot coffee yeah if it's iced like, coffee or hot coffee it's iced coffee yeah if it's like you know but like i said it's like i start my day with like you know black bitter totally unadulterated coffee and then i'll move to like the sweetest bullshit that i can find <laughs> shout out to gourmet donuts and mary lou's yeah i was thinking like like sweetest shit you can find yeah it, it's either gourmet or mary lou's i'm not sure which oh, one yeah. tastes cake but like both of them like their sweet bullshit is some sweet fucking bullshit and it's so fucking good. It's just like different types of bullshit. Yeah. You need to get yourself some of that uh, cookies and cream powder that they throw into it. That's it's not mean. cookies and cream powder. It is their hot chocolate mix. So oh. for those of you who do like sweet bullshit coffee, if you go to Gourmet Donuts, I highly recommend going with the, like, when they have, like, their whatever, like, the fucking ones that have mix-ins, go for the ones that very obviously use the hot chocolate mix, because I have gotten the, I think it's the Lucky Charms before, and that is a, is a different mix that isn't the hot chocolate mix, and uh, it's not nearly as good. Mm. It's not terrible, but it's not nearly as good. Like, go for ones that are chocolatey. Um Whereas Mary Lou's, like, their magic bullet is, uh, they literally put whipped cream in it before they shake it. 
So like the whipped cream is just mixed in. So it's cream, but it's sweetened cream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not things that really appeal to me, but like, damn, I, I've I've sipped yours before. I couldn't do a full like large or like large or extra large of them, but they do taste good for a couple sips for me. I can guzzle that shit. I know. Hell you yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. That that size coffee, the largest coffee you have. Do you have a 50 gallon tank that you can fill with coffee? Give me that. Seriously, I kind of want to get like one of those IV like hydration. Like, uh, no, oh, no, like a camel no. pack and just yeah, fill the it hydration with, yeah. backpacks and fill it with coffee. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You, you know, uh, I would so do that. that. <laughs> you know, I would do that. Uh, and if you make it decaf, it's just as good at hydrating you as water is and it just tastes better. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, caffeine. Uh, so for those of you who are interested, uh, let's do a brief biochemistry talk before I uh, segue into a thing that uh, is probably more fun, at least. Um, so re like, I don't know that, the, uh, like, if it's so much recent studies or if it's just that, like, the studies that have done have shown this have been more popularized recently, but... Uh, it was always colloquially colloquially believed that caffeine was enough of a diuretic to impact your hydration status and that therefore coffee was not a good hydrator. This is patently false. Caffeine is not a significant enough diuretic to make a difference in your hydration status. So overall, even a full calf coffee is going to give you more hydration than it takes away. Like it is neat. Uh, the one that is correct or more correct, at least is alcohol. Alcohol is enough of a diuretic that it can impact your hydration status, but like more or less, it's more that it's just not contributing positively to it than it is causing a detrimental amount of dehydration, except for those nights when you get real drunk and you're like not drinking water at all. So then that's you'll fucking why my notice. pee looks like that. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Uh, there's so, that and also quicker. headaches cricket side story um okay. i don't want to hear about your pee well you're, no you're gonna hear about my to pee hear. for a moment Ugh. uh i, I sorry, ate folks. one of the packets of beets that i got today huh. and then like hours oh, pee. and then hours later i peed and it's like why the oh i had beets like why the yeah. fuck is my pee red <laughs> uh have had happen freaked the fuck out too thought about it for half a second and was like i don't have carbon monoxide poisoning there's no way that my pee would be that color uh I mean, in case you always, didn't know it's also, always the thing with like beets if i haven't had them for a little while i like i don't actually forget but then like my my lizard brain when they it first sees like the reaction of it like when i have a beet poop tomorrow it's gonna be like why is it oh yeah because i had beets <sighs> yeah but like, yeah, the first time that I ate an entire package of Love Beats by myself and had beet pee for the first time was like, <laughs> oh, my God, wait, that's the wrong color. Um, speaking of the wrong color, uh, you know how sometimes in I guess we're just doing a lot of science facts today, apparently, you know how sometimes in movies you will see fake blood that is like way too red, like it's more of like a cherry red than it is like a brown red. Yes. Fun fact, there is a way to get your blood to look like that, and it probably means you're dying. 
Yeah, because... isn't it like hyperoxidization? No, it's it. No, it's uh, I it, fuck. I can't. Re- I'm. It's it's a. I can't remember if it's. I think it's. Um, I think that carbon monoxide poisoning will do that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Brutal. So if somebody's so like be bleeding, sure to and text they're... your uh, test your carbon monoxide filters or uh, alarms in your house. Do it. I mean, let's put it this way: if your blood is cherry red, you're probably not conscious. No. All right. Like, so you're already it, fucked. It, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're if enough of your hemoglobin has been converted to fuck, I don't think it's not methemoglobin. God damn it. Uh, somewhere in my brain is the right word for it. There's a bunch of different ways you can fuck up hemoglobin. That's so, just one of them. So if we're going to talk about fucked up color palettes, I think that's a perfect segue for uh, TJ's super short newish movie, spoiler free newish movie review. <laughs> Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> TMCR. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, again, watched a movie that starts with the letter M. If you file it correctly, it should be monsters, comma, the. Correct. If you're an idiot, you, the only way you would ever file that under the is if you're, if you don't understand how indexing is supposed to work. If you do it like that, I will slap you across the face. I will I have forgive you for not apps. using an Oxford comma. I will I, not forgive you for that. I have seen apps no. that throw the thes into no. T. No. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> that is that is an incorrect use of the English language. Like, again, not using an Oxford comma. Technically still valid, a valid way to use English. What you're doing is blasphemy. You do not file things under the. If you do, I will fucking personally find you and slap the shit out of you because you are misusing the English language. And no. If you uh, caveat, if English is not your first language, I'll forgive you. If English is your first language, you should fucking know better. But you don't you don't organize alphabetically by L or la. So why would you with the? All right, continuing. Yeah. Um, I watched Rob Zombie's The Munsters. It's Rob Zombie. Um, jerking off on a screen, paying, but like with Munsters pay, music on. Paying homage to his favorite show while growing up. Um, and also jerking off it, on screen, uh, man. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of it as like his King Kong, dude. But like, Rob it, Zom- it most really of, was Rob Zombie's movies are him jerking off. Yeah, they are. Rob's like it seems to me that most of his movies are that. Oh, because he shouldn't be directing features. Yeah, is what it comes down to. Like yeah. he, he, I think, is a fantastic music video director. Honestly, I would like to see him play more in short films then I want to watch his features. Yeah. But like in terms of the monsters, like it's sloppy. It's long. It's overly long. It's overly indulgent. 
it, it it's very Rob Zombie as well in terms of like how he shoots it. Cause like he's mm-hmm. got he's got his style. It's like lots of canted angles and zooms and twists. And it's just like which oh, can be good, okay. but also feels really gimmicky if you're not good. Well, which is why I think that like I really want to see him experiment with short film more. Yeah. No, that kind of shit you can get away with way more easily in a short film. But like uh, no. most of his features, I mean, fuck man. Like House of a Thousand Corpses is one of those movies that like got me to find my energy again after my first car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I just, I wanted to see it so bad. I was so fucking stoked for it. And you know, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it's definitely the best of that trilogy. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely the best of that trilogy. Uh, Three from Hell is pretty decent. Or Devil's Rejects is pretty decent. Three from mm-hmm. Hell kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But, like, they're also vastly different movies. I mean, um, Devil's Rejects is essentially, like, zombie trying to do his own like seven samurai or like uh good bad the ugly something like that it's got very western vibes Mm. and then um and then three from hell feels it's got vibes of like 70s exploitation i mean all three of them have vibes of 70s exploitation um but like three from hell is very desperado mm-hmm. as well, which I don't hate it. I don't hate any of his movies. I just no I don't particularly like any of them either. Yeah, I, I I couldn't actually finish saying that I don't hate any of his movies because I think I kind of hate his Halloween, and I'm not even a fan yeah. of Michael Myers, and I just sort of I like. His Halloween, it, well, it suffers in it. Jesus Christ, it suffers a lot of issues like all of his movies do. It just feels like shit slapped together instead of being a cohesive narrative. Like, like especially going back to the monsters, it, it feels like three short films that are shoved poorly together with some like interconnecting vignettes. And it just overall doesn't work. And I, it shouldn't be like almost two fucking hours. Yeah, <sighs> like I, I definitely will say that uh, I feel like that's that's OK. First off there. This is another example of when people say to themselves, man, I bet I could direct a movie. How hard could it be? Hard. Fucking hard. I, I hope to one it day find hard. out for myself. I, I, yeah, I've only once I'm, co-directed a movie. and I'm very worried that you would not be as good at it as you think you would. Oh, I am fully expecting to be awful at it. And I, I still want to try. But like, 
you can be awful in a fun way or you can be awful in an actually awful way. So fingers crossed it's the good way. Yeah, but like, I, I hope for the fun way instead of I mean, the, maybe you're wow, fucking brilliant and who knows? Pretentious. <laughs> but like, I, I will say that like it, it seems to me that it's sort of hard to figure that out until you really get an opportunity to try. And, um, and then like, and there are a lot of directors that I can point to that like, I would say are at best inconsistent or at worst, like were actually like decent and got worse instead of better. Um, yeah. Like, I would say I'm uh, thinking Ron Howard. I'm thinking Scorsese. I'm thinking. Uh, what the fuck is uh, um, uh Robert Zemeckis? Um, James I mean, Cameron. See, you're just talking Steven big Spielberg. I mean, seriously, uh, J.J. Abrams. Come on, like there's J. J. like mo- a lot. Most I will say that most big directors seem to uh, start sucking at some point. Um, and no one gives a shit, and because they're because no one's actually going to tell them. Um, oh yeah, because their names are like, big enough that no one's going to be like, ah, fuck this, man. Your <laughs> shit's really gone downhill. You suck ass, man. You got to do better. Like, yeah, no, nobody will fucking say that to those kind of people. And that's just, thank you for making the rest of us suffer because of it. Um, no, I was thinking, thinking uh, fuck, uh, his name's escaping me. Um, Hereditary in Midsummer. Oh, um. Not Robert Eggers, the other guy. No, the other guy. Fucking, oh my god, his name's like right there. Yeah, it's on the tip of my brain. Like um, my brain keeps yelling Eli Ross, and I know that's absolutely no, it, wrong. Absolutely I know, wrong. I know, I know, <laughs> but my brain is like an asshole, so. Um, All right, fuck it, I'm cheating. <laughs> yeah, cheat, it's fine. Um, well, while you're looking it up, I'll I'll continue talking. Um. That's a guy who I would say is really inconsistent. Like, I, again, like, I'm still dying on this hill that Hereditary is not a good movie. Like, there is a good movie Ari in there, Aster. but it's not the one with Ari Aster. Ari Aster is right. a No, no, good but I've now gotten you to my side of it's not a good movie. There's a good movie in there, but it's I not the that... movie we got. Oh, that's always the opinion I've had. It's just that, like, you were trying to convince Dan and me that, like, it's actually a good movie. Like, it, it, it's a good enough movie that it's worth recommending to people. And it's like, no, it's fucking not. Midsummer is. Midsummer is absolutely like is. It, it uses some of the same like you know, kind of interesting shot choices, but like it actually feels like a cohesive narrative where like Hereditary just is sort of disjointed and kind of loses you mm-hmm. like Ari Aster again I would say is like a person who is clearly talented but like is definitely inconsistent um and I mean, honestly I, man Robert Eggers is the same like I enjoyed I, I, t- I enjoyed yeah. the lighthouse and that's like a minority opinion I feel like I need to watch the vich the vich again vich yeah uh because honestly, I really didn't care for it. I got yeah. what it was trying to do, and I appreciated what it was trying to do because it's—I don't know—it's essentially a paranoia allegory where they're all like secretly drugging themselves with like hallucinogenic corn, 
Oh, uh, ergot? Yeah, that's it. Uh, ergot's not usually corn, but yeah, sure. I mean, it's generally, it, uh, rye is the classic way to get ergot. I mean, uh, it, it was like a corn blight in this cursed area that they were living in. So like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fungus that's known for growing on grain. Yeah. You, You can see it in backgrounds, but it's not actually like focused on. So you're mm-hmm. supposed to be questioning of like, is what we're watching truth? Is what we're watching just their vision? Like, I think that stuff like that is neat, but it just didn't do it for me with that movie. Yeah. I mean, in and in terms of directors that like I thought were actually like pretty solid and then got worse as they got more fame. Um Oh my god, my brain hates me. I okay, I also give me a movie. Well, so that might have something. Requiem for a dream. Oh, Darren Aronofsky. Thank you, Aronofsky. Yeah, Aronofsky, I feel like his earlier films were like good and you know, kind of held a lot of promise for him to be to get better. And like his later shit, like I haven't even bothered watching because it just sounds so bad. Oh, you have not given me good reviews. I I I don't have any fucking interest. I I I think I was in the room when you were (laughs) watching. I think I was in and out of the room when you were watching Mother, and I was like, "Man, Mother is." I didn't stick around. It's. It could be a good movie, but it's not. I don't think it even could be a good movie. I mean, maybe with a better director, they actually like gave you anything of the story instead of just it's an allegory. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying is I think Aronofsky had a lot of potential and then like got famous too quickly, got a huge head on his shoulders. Everybody stopped giving him honest feedback and then he just started sucking ass like is kind of the way I read that. I mean, I feel like I can think of a couple other more recent. Oh, sure. Like Neil Blomkamp. He's definitely one mm-hmm. of those. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan a ding dong. Yeah, Shyamalan a ding dong. He's definitely one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, fuck. I had somebody else in my mind a second ago. But yes, The Munsters. It's like three mini movies put together. It's supposed to be like it's a PG family comedy, but like its comedy is dated back in the 50s. Like, like that. There's like a Maurice Chevalier. Look, it's a woman out of the kitchen. Oh my god, what a scandalous thing! Isn't this funny? Oh no, I didn't mean like that. I meant like there's a Maurice Chevalier reference. There's a John Wayne reference. Like, there is stuff that like if you're making this is like family friendly comedy thing. It's just missing the mark. Hard watch it. Well, like, who's your fucking audience? Because the kids aren't going to be into it. Like, I watched it because it's fucking Rob Zombie. Yeah, I was going to say, unlike unlike most of our movies in the our who the fuck was this made for category on our other podcast, see it or screw it. Uh, I mean, this, this was might not made a, for who the us. Fuck was this made for? Yeah, I mean, except like, usually am, our answer to who the fuck was this made for is like you and us. me personally. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's like, but like specifically, this, this was specifically, made for like no one. This was made for Rob Zombie and Sherry Moon Zombie. Like that's, that's about it. it. Yeah. That is the target yeah. audience of this, which is so unfortunate because there is such great talent in it. Like Cassandra Peterson's in it. Uh, you know, TV's Elvira. Um, mm-hmm. fucking, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but like the eighth doctor, Sylvester McCoy, he's in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking Dan Roebuck as like the count or grandpa, um, mm-hmm. is like super fucking solid in it. I can't remember who played Herman. I mean, honestly, I think the weakest one was Sherry Moon Zombie just because she doesn't have comedic timing yeah and she just ends up in his movies because he's fucking her wait right well Is no the they're, they're married or the, or the they wife? love each other okay All right. no they Still, like, genuinely love each other and like hey i'm sure they do I but i'm saying it like rad. it would be rad to be able I to have don't that think kind that of relationship with i them, don't think he's realistic but... about her actual skills correct which like if you can't be realistic about your partner's actual skills do not include them in your professional life it's like tim burton and helena bonham carter exactly like you like Like she's a great actor yeah helena bonham carter cannot direct you can't direct her no you just it's like no you can't you can't do it and she's not right for every role period yeah like she's she is very much a uh excels in very particular areas all right so now that we've rambled on way too much about movies and shit before we uh wrap up this beer called cake (laughs) we're continuing to watch the great british baking show in fact we watched the most recent episode right before this so because tj watched it without me and i kind of forgot so uh Hey man, yeah, I... you had a busier weekend than I did, and my id often calls to me. <laughs> Look, man, I don't blame you. Like, as long as you're cool with watching it again, or like you let me know that I need to watch it on my own, I'm fine with that. Like, it's really hard for me sometimes to put off Great British Baking Show. Like, I get it's it's the but if you care about reality... for that, then don't listen beyond this time. Uh, yeah. In which case, uh you know patreon check out our stuff give us social some money. media other podcasts to see it or screw it uh if you want to give us money for that instead that's totally cool um, we will take your monies yeah uh anywho um yeah so we were both surprised great... with the ending i don't know are yes. we gonna jump straight to the ending <laughs> no i mean not necessarily so uh this week it was biscuit week um I think that, you know, like, again, there have, there have not been many years of this, sh- like, there's not many, if any, years of this show that I haven't been, like, pretty invested in everybody in a lot of ways, um, especially the people that generally end up kind of sticking it out a bit longer. Um, yeah, it, British Baking Show continues to be the only reality show that I've ever been actually invested in. Um, Mostly because it doesn't have like the toxic bullshit that is so standard with American 
everybody uh, tries to like lift up everybody else. Dude, they fucking help each other. Like there were people being like, "Hey, can I, you know, I'm like I'm really rushing, like can you get can I get some help and people and everybody's like, "Of course. Yeah, I'm t- I'm done. I'm happy to help you." Like nobody's shitting on each other. It's like not overly competitive. They're people are there to test their skills, not to outdo other people. They're there to outdo themselves. And like mm-hmm. I deeply appreciate that about mm-hmm. that show. Um it's like it's just so positive and fun and also desserts, but it was biscuit week. Biscuit um week. the every like I I honestly I always love a technical where everyone sucks. Like they're literally just the judges are picking the best of the worst because nobody got like, it right. Oh man. She like I can't remember her name, but she got the fucking feathered chocolate so awesomely wrong. And like oh yeah, Samira. Feathers, yeah, Samira made like, her so... white chocolate feathers were gorgeous, like photorealistic in white that's chocolate. That's so adorable that she didn't know what feathering was. Like. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute, though. Like, honestly, like that that's like the kind of mistake that just melts your heart. Like she didn't I mean, she didn't do like she was like kind of in the middle to upper middle of the pack still. No, she was. No, she was. Oh, oh, she was second to last. She was second to last in that technical. uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Not that Paul and Prue will ever listen to this, but Paul and Prue. Maybe you should have focused on the fact that, like, they're that, like, her biscuits weren't as bad as, like, some of the others. Like, mm. I know she got the feathered chocolate wrong, but that's not even standard for that type of biscuit. So, fuck off. Um, I mean, Abdul definitely deserved to get the bottom. Jesus Christ, his biscuits sounded awful anyway. Yeah. I mean, um, they looked like he didn't dry the fruit enough. Dipshit. <laughs> uh-huh legitimately like his uh, chocolate was too runny <laughs> and his so fruit was too like wet legit. and his biscuits were too crumbly and like yeah it was just like a pile of like shit <laughs> yeah uh so and he was the other one who did like chocolate feathers but his chocolate feathers sucked <laughs> but like as far as like i you know as far as Starbaker went, you know, I was like, I'm not confident. I, I, so sometimes I'm going into like the judging, the final judging being like, I'm like, I would put a bunch of money on like this person winning and this person going mm-hmm. home. Uh, I don't think that not so with this episode. About it. Yeah. No, I wasn't confident about either one of them. Um, like, I think that Maxi getting Starbaker definitely was deserved but like there were a couple other people that i thought you know it could have gotten it well, yeah right easily. around the same i also but, like, love the that like the bottom three and like were, i had watched we got it the bottom three about right well and, I, like, I had watched it already and i couldn't remember which one went so i guessed yeah. one emily guessed the other and neither of us guessed uh, um uh miyama no, it doesn't end with an A. Uh, Mia Moss? Uh, 
It there's yeah, I I can't remember her Something. name. Something. The young one. The young one. She was she like honestly, I'm still I'm still surprised. I thought that uh well, I thought it was pink hair lady. And, yeah, you thought uh, it was B flips. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Rebs, aka B flips. Again, she continuously wears Ladies out there who wear lipstick and actually wear liner once in a while, you know what I'm talking about. P.S. There's a beef lip subreddit. Anyway. Also, um, if you enjoy it and it makes you feel pretty, then you do you, boo. You know? Like, yeah, but I, I, I keep, I stare, I stare I at it. You, you, not you're, you're not a, you're not a fan of the beef lips, but you do you, boo. <laughs> I, I sure um i i agree but oh boy um it's the same thing as like really bad contouring in anywhere uh it just looks bad um but yeah i was i was bummed for the young one i didn't think that she was the one who was gonna go like i i honestly would have picked carol as my other option um honestly i, I will fully say this though to be carol i mean i will say this though like when carol was crying because like her mask was like crumbly and stuff like man i started to like tear up a little bit like she was just i felt bad but like she also kind of did it to herself though by using like lard yeah she used lard instead of butter which like i guess could work but yeah you're um it turns out that it's not so great when you're trying. It's, it's harder for it to uh, harden up to the level that you would actually be able to get a mask to stand upright without crumbling. Man, I hope we're not losing people by talking about Great British Baking Show. But fuck hey, it. fuck if you. you don't like check it, it out. It's great. If you don't like it, then uh, yeah, I was going to say, watch Suck a few a fuck, episodes. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah. It's like either suck a fuck motherfuckers or like just go watch it and like pr- like prove me wrong. Tell like like again, engage with us in any fucking way. DM me and tell me that I'm wrong and that I should like eat shit or like you're going to nuke my house or something. Like just engage with me. I know you're never going to find me. So just like even if you just send me hate speech, you'd be like, oh, my God, somebody sent something. That's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been hungry for your love, but we'll take your hate. <laughs> Man, if you just, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, I, the, I, I'll take the hate over the indifference any day. <laughs> uh, uh, but, all right. I don't know. Do we want to talk about, like, the last little thing we want to talk about for a minute? Or do we just want to, like, call it? It's right about calling we... time. Uh, fuck it. Let's just call it then. I mean, we actually managed to get more episode out of this than we thought we might. Yeah. There's a lot of ramble in here, but we like that. We hope you like our ramble. Because we've been New England Beer Reviews, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, You can give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. You can also check us out if you like listening to us and maybe a couple other cool cats. Why the fuck do I keep on using cool cats? Uh, because you're <laughs> the biggest nerd alive. Um, we have another podcast called See It or Screw It. 
that you can check out wherever you checked out this fucking podcast. Um, it has other people, including Liam Anderson of, well, there's your problem fame, among other things. Yes, uh, the Liam Anderson. He's also in 10,000 Losses and uh, Lions Led by Donkeys. Indeedly do. Yeah. Yes, Lion Le- Lions Led by Donkeys. Um, so. We think it's you know, rad. Check him out. We like talking about movies. Too. And well, we're about problem, to start like... Shocktober. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of, well, there's your problem. I think they have a live show that they just announced, so you yeah, should go cool to that, that, and so should we. Yeah, so should we. Um, All right, Emily, final word? Cake! Cake. Cake is a great final word. the last beer, but, well, cake yeah. exclamation point well, is the name. Cake! Of the Cake! 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 <laughs> uh, All the cats in the I, house went, what? I hope I didn't wake anybody up. I hope All right, didn't too. So, on that cake-based ending, bye. <laughs> bye.